listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Let's start with Tom Brady in his 10th Super Bowl. Yeah, Tom Brady on to Super Bowl number 10 after the Tampa Bay Buccaneers go into Lambeau Field, a third straight road game in the postseason. And now they've got themselves a home game in the Super Bowl with a 31-26 win over the Packers. All right, let's start with just really saying how shockingly great Tom Brady is. In a way, it feels overdone. It feels like, oh, why? What's the point? But you know what? (laughs) This isn't something, you know, when Ali beat Foreman, I mean, I'm not sure if it was more impressive. Wasn't about the age in that case. But when you think about it, Jesse Owens, I, you know, none of us were around for that. Faz, you weren't, right? 36? (laughs) No. But in general, I'm not sure what's a greater sign of his greatness and of any athlete's greatness. I mean, if we really say if it was Jordan's best game, you know, against the Jazz, let's say, that famous series where he strips Malone, gets the layup, gets the statue, you know, the shot at the end. With the arm outraged, the poster of all posters. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Feds, you're a sports fan. Jonas, you're even more so. What? Just, just instant answer. What is the most? What is the highest summit any athlete has ever achieved? Instant. Haven Moses, <laughs> the hurdler. He like didn't I- lose a race for like. 12 years. Edwin? Edwin Moses. <laughs> Edwin Moses. Haven. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who's named Haven? <laughs> Is that because he's, he's, he's got that ethnic look? You're thinking he's got to be some weird name, Haven? I don't know why a hurdler popped into my mind. Oh, actually, uh, hurdler and Haven. Okay, I see. He's like heaven, but he's a hurdler. Haven. If only his parents had figured that one out, it would have been Haven Moses. Instant answer, Jonas, but not really. What do you think? Uh, team sports, I don't think anybody's on the same level as, as Tom Brady, to be honest. Just with the success, the number of times he's been there, the wins, I don't think anybody's ever done this. But if I say just what flashes your mind with the greatest in any sport other than Brady, what flashes in your mind? Oh, Jordan. Michael Jordan. And in a way... Brady has a chance to maybe not be appreciated as much because what Jordan did, you could look at it, no shoulder pads, one-on-one a lot, you know, only five players on the court, and it was like we all knew we can't do that. You know, Steph Curry, in a way, one of I think the reasons for his popularity is we can kind of imagine if we were good shooters, we could kind of play like him, kind of. But not really. But Jordan, we couldn't. With Brady, I think in a way we see the picture of him after Michigan at the Combine, all doughy, and thinking, okay, I'd probably look better at that at one point. And if I had Belichick, there is that sense of, at least initially, it was like, yeah, we could do that. He isn't, you know, he's not Peyton Manning, he's not, you know, Aaron Rodgers. But then as the years go by, and he just keeps doing it, it's not necessarily only Belichick. It's not necessarily only when he was young. And we might laugh at the TB12, but this guy, and you've heard this before, but it bears repeating, Russell Wilson's the only quarterback active with more NFC titles. 
All right, Drew Brees won, Aaron Rodgers won, Tom Brady won, and a few other ones. That's it. So he just went over on the way out at an age that no one's ever played even competent football as a quarterback. Tom Brady this season had more passing yards than all 43-year-older quarterbacks in the history of the world combined before him. That's it. It's him versus the world, and he's better at this age than the world combined. Whatever you thought about George Blanda and the old footage, look it up. And to do this with three straight wins on the road in a COVID year in which winning in a new situation was even more difficult. Let's think about the teams that made the Final Four. Aaron Rodgers, not a new coach, not a new quarterback, obviously. Uh, Mahomes, no. The Bills, no. If we keep going back, the Ravens, let's think about the team's limit. What other team had a coach changed or a quarterback changed, right? The Browns, all right? So that's what won, and they made it through, you know, beating a you know, faltering Steelers team. Nice win, but this was a year against a move like Brady's. And I don't think the anti Belichick stuff makes any sense at all, and I'll talk about it later in the week. But looking at the greatness of Brady, I think we're seeing something that literally you'll tell your kids about. I mean, the whole Mickey, if you really think about the great historical figures in sports, let's look at NFL, for example. All right. Terry Bradshaw in the 70s. You know, he won four Super Bowls, made it to four Super Bowls. He was retired when he was like 33. 83 was his last season. He was drafted in 70. All right. I can still remember his last throw against the Jets. His, his arm was dragging. Now, I was a huge Steelers fan. Now, we think of Joe Montana. When Joe Montana famously played that Kansas City playoff game in which he was crushed at the end, and you remember the image, he was like 37 years old. This is, six, this is back when Fed started saying Brady's too old. <laughs> Fez had Brady. This is the only two-time Super Contest champion. Maybe the best NFL handicapper alive. Not Tom Brady level, but still. Fez, where did you have Brady ranked 1-32 to entering this season? 19. Where is he ranked now? If you, you know, I don't know if you update your numbers, but how many quarterbacks would you rather have in the playoffs now? I think he's 6th. I even seems good. Really, who's the list above him? Mahomes, Rodgers. Oh, yeah, Rodgers, obviously. Wilson. Mm-hmm. Watson. Well, Wilson, obviously. Watson. Really, really, let's think about this. At what point does Wilson have to actually perform well throughout, you know, because mm. let's be candid, just like Big Ben gets demerits for the Steelers D being so great that first Super Bowl of his, and it's true, has Wilson won anything? as the best player on his team, as the key to the team. He certainly wasn't the key to the team, the two Super Bowls. You know, the one loss and the win. Yeah, the beast mode teams. Well, yeah. It, yeah, it was all just, defense. I mean, it wasn't all. He was a good yeah. quarterback. He was top 10, maybe, mm-hmm. but he wasn't some elite quarterback. He became, in theory, I think, people think an elite quarterback. When's he going to... How was he the second? For eight games, he was what? Not good. 
I mean, like literally average at best. So I get the idea if we were doing like some kind of rotisserie league. I'm not sure. I wouldn't want him quarterback in the Super Bowl, would you? More than Brady? Actually, I actually would. Okay. So you be, and you'd want Aaron Rodgers too, also. <laughs> yes. And maybe that's the whole point. Jonas, what's your, where do you come down on the idea that there's something about winners that isn't just something you can see in the stats? Well, I think that they identify their flaws before anybody else does and what they need to improve on and what it's going to take to get them to that next level. They always see it before everybody else does. And Tom Brady saw that at a certain point in his career, I've got to change my diet. I've got to change the way that I live my life if I want to be continuing to play football at a high level for a long time. So he did that, and it worked. And then I think that he recognized, as much as we could say, well, it was a mutual parting of the ways, I think Brady recognized what he needed in order to continue to play at a high level. And going to a warm weather climate, I think actually was a big benefit for him this year. I think he's looked healthier this year towards the end of the season than he has the previous two, three years in New England. And if you just think about it like this, since he's been a starting quarterback in the NFL, he's been to 50% of the Super Bowls. Like it's, it's a, we have never, to your point, have never seen this before. And I don't think we're ever going to see it again since he's been a starter. Half the Super Bowls involve him in his career. It's crazy. Double the wins in the playoffs of any other player. Double. And remember, they got a ton of buys. Mm -hmm. And in a way, a buy is losing a chance to win an easier game. Now, you can say, well, you get a chance to play another game, but you look at Brady this year, he picked up three wins, right? Imagine if he was doing that every time he made the Super Bowl. Obviously, maybe they wouldn't make the Super Bowl as much. But boy, oh boy, it doesn't matter. <laughs> We're lost in the weeds because he has double. Tom Brady has double. You could think of it like this. If you think about even conference championship appearances, if he wins this Super Bowl, he'll have as many Super Bowls as anyone has conference championship appearances. Seven's the record. Now think about other than him. Now think about that for a second. When you make a conference championship appearance, you should win a Super Bowl every four years. Right? Mm. So, because you got to win two games, you're usually going to be about 50% to win each of the games. So it's one in four. So, in theory, <laughs> to, to make, uh, you would, to win seven Super Bowls, you would have to make 28 conference championships. <laughs> All right? This guy, the higher level he gets, the more he wins. Right out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I looked at the Chiefs and I said, I've never seen an NFL team that has played this poorly. Remember now, the Chiefs hadn't covered since November 1st. The day after Halloween was the last time they covered before yesterday. Fez, I, I don't. I mean, forget that. That was only the fourth team in the last 30 years with that kind of streak. Not fourth Super Bowl team, not fourth playoff, fourth team ever in that, those years. At any point of the season, it was nine games without a cover. But I'm saying in general, what team underperformed the most for an extended period later in the year that ever won a Super Bowl in the last 20 years, last 30 years? Can you think of one? 
I cannot. The closest thing, of course, is the 16 and 0 New England team that almost won the Super Bowl that finished, I think, like two and eight. But there was, the but there was a difference there. There was. So what was the difference? They covered by so much the first half of the year that well, the points spread tax was enormous. Yeah, I mean, when you're laying, I mean, I still remember the Ravens game on Monday night. They were laying 20 points. Right? When you win by 17, yeah, maybe you're falling short of the spread. You're doing pretty well. Yeah. Right. Kansas City didn't win a single game by more than six points since November 1st. So somehow it was going against the rule that you can't just win close games. Because under that theory, it's the teams that go 7-2 and two in one-score games would be just as good as the teams that dominate and have the same record. But we know history says no, no, no. The Pythagorean theorem says no, no, no. And every year when we this spring we'll be talking about teams regressing. It's going to be the teams good in one score games, isn't it? It's who we're going to think will regress because that doesn't last. Exactly right. So Cleveland might have been eleven and five, but Cleveland got outscored by their opponents. Yeah, but that's an that's an interesting debate because Cleveland lost a couple games drastically. It wasn't like they were really good in one score games, but it, it's all in the end that whole concept of net margin is one of the core concepts in the NFL. You can't win by small margins and think you're really good. You're not. Well, somehow Kansas City seems to be. And you know what? I'm still not convinced. But I didn't bet against Kansas City. I liked Buffalo. I didn't bet it. You know why? It wasn't just the public that liked it. It wasn't just the Huey Lewis squares like Fez that liked it. <laughs> It was the sharpest of the sharps, or at least some of them liked it. And to me, as much as I got my opinion, I don't like to buck the best in my industry against me because what do I have to gain? I got to lay minus 110 to go against guys that I know win? So on one hand, an important lesson here is you can have your opinion, but when you bet, Everything, not everything, but a lot of things, most things should be right. It should be lined up. And you know what? That's the one advantage a bookie doesn't have. A bookie doesn't get to decide when you bet, how much you bet. You get to decide all that. And I tell you this, Fez isn't a bookie, but if you were, you don't want someone sitting back like a nit poker player saying, everything's got to be right. Oh, a queen flopped and I got two jacks, you're not getting another dollar off of me. You don't want that guy as a customer, do you? As a bookie. No. I want someone in action every game. That's who you want to be. So on one hand, appreciate that. Appreciate that lesson. But on the other hand, the question is, am I going to be right more than half the time? I said Kyler Murray's not going to be a really good quarterback. I think I'm right, to be honest. I think we're going to see I'm right. You know why? He's five freaking eight. All right? I stood beside him. He's five eight. I was looking down at him. That guy doesn't last in the NFL. History tells us that. You know what? Maybe that's changed. Right? Maybe it's all changed. But history tells me things are going to start changing, and I'm going to go from being right whatever percentage of the time to less, less, but as long as I'm right, 55%, when I buck convention, when I, when the young bucks say, oh, RJ, you might have been right five years ago, you're not right now, I'll smile, and I'll take out the bankroll and take off the rubber band, and then the day's going to come, maybe, 
Maybe I'll die before that, but maybe the time's going to come. I hope I do. I don't want to be a square, Fez, but maybe the time's going to come that I am going to be wrong more than 50%, that the old ways are going to be wrong. But you know what? You don't have to be stuck in those old ways, meaning I'm evolving too, but I'm not just going to go with every fad. And as long as I'm right half the time, I'm not going to overreact to being wrong. You're never, it's like anything else. If Brady would have had a horrible game, we would have said it's because he's old. But Rodgers didn't have a very good game. Was that because he's old? Whenever you think you got a reason for someone to mess up, whenever they mess up, you're going to apply that reason. I, you know, I'm not sure. I think I'm, I know I'm handicapping better than I ever have. I mean, that's an absolute fact. Three years in a row in the $5,000 Super Contest, winning seasons each season, not one season below 58%. I mean, it's just unmatched, quite frankly, in that contest. And I feel like this was my best season. It wasn't my best record. I think it was my best season. But I am aware. I'm aware of the risk of sticking with the old ways and my advice to you is, as you're getting older and the youngsters are saying, oh, this is the new reality, don't be afraid to listen, but don't be afraid to buck it if history tells you they're wrong. And if you're right 55%, you're going to keep winning, at least as a sports batter. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. RJ, the struggles for Aaron Rodgers in the NFC Championship game continues after a 31-26 loss to the Buccaneers on Sunday. He is now just 1-4 and four in NFC title games in his career. One of the things about everyone having a platform, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, etc., is you're going to get contingents groups of people, and they're going to be some that think they're smart, really smart, condescendingly smart. And there's that group that's going to say, oh, you're the one being critical of Aaron Rodgers? Oh, my gosh, you don't understand anything. Oh, it's just about wins and losses, isn't it? Hmm. Okay. Let's think about this a second. Here's what I know. The goal of winning or a football is to win. The goal of the NFL is to win the Super Bowl. Now, that is as far as the argument will go with some people that are count the rings. I'm going to go further than that. Because let's admit, there's a lot of luck winning an individual game, an individual Super Bowl. Nick Foles could have easily lost. He won. Dan Marino could have gotten back and played more than one. He didn't. But isn't it in now? We could say, well, the guys like Marino, who rumors in college, he was, you know, let's say not always focused on football at Pitt. You could say, well, there's a connection there. But you could also say, you know what? It's kind of retroactive. It's like once someone wins, we say, oh, here's their good qualities that led to the winning. And when they lose, we'll say, oh, look, didn't he have that one argument with a girl once? Maybe that's it. He hates women or whatever. I'm not talking about anyone in particular. I'm talking generically now. So I get it's not just about counting rings. But you know what? It's not just about your eye test. It's not just about the stats. Because you know what we know for a fact we know for a fact, a fact, that there's no stat that's completely predictive. If it were, 
There'd be no handicapping. There'd be no Fezzik, R.J. Bell, because you just look at that stat. If the Jeff Sagan ratings were good enough, or Football Outsiders, or anything, they're good ratings. But if that was the end all, we could say, well, QBR. Fez, you, you worship at the altar of QBR. Hey, Rogers had a 67. That's better than almost two-thirds of the league. Average is a little above 50, so okay. Well, did, did Aaron Rodgers play a good game, in your opinion? Steve? No. So why not? Just because he lost? And therein lies the question. And this is the most important thing I can share with you today, maybe this week. When you don't have a stat to tell you the truth, but there is a goal, counting the goal, assessing how well you do relative to that goal is meaningful because whatever enters into winning that we can't quantify with a stat. Tom Brady's performances, you can't just say it's because he's that good on third and one or because in the playoffs it's more important not to take a sack. No, there is none of that that gets you to the final answer. It's the magic of sports. It's what the analytics people want to take away from you, but they can't. And then when they try to, they sound foolish. There's a magic. There's something about a look in Montana's eyes when he sees John Candy and he says, oh, look, there's John Candy before the drive against the Bengals and calms everyone down. There's something about Aaron Rodgers when he's playing from behind that makes everyone nervous, even those who bet on him. And there's something about Brady that makes you think he's got it. And I don't know where that shows up in the numbers. I don't think it does. And if it does, we don't know about it yet. And if it did, Tom Brady's number would be mighty good in that regard. And Aaron Rodgers wouldn't be good. How do we know that? Because he's 7-8 and eight his last 15 games. That's now a season. It's a season of playoff games. And let's say he won the one before that because that's an arbitrary beginning point. So he's 8-8. Eight and eight. His last 16. And you know what? In the playoffs, that's not so bad because you're playing some pretty good teams. But you're not in the all-time list. You're not a great winner. You're not Tom Brady. And to me, we can debate all we want about the numbers. But ultimately, when the numbers don't tell the entire story, and they don't in the NFL, ultimately all we have is to count the rings. And that has to mean something or you're fooling yourself. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 